This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome in to the DNVR Rockies podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Lyons. And on a very special minor league Monday, of course, we will discuss our prospects of the week. We'll preview the series with the Boston Red Sox here. Uh, first time since 2019, these two teams are playing in Beantown. And really looking forward to here on the second segment, segment uh, talking with Aaron McBride of Blake Street Banter. He's been breaking news, doing big things uh, all around the baseball world, not just minor league baseball, but the baseball world in general. So super excited to talk with him. Uh, big news of the day, maybe not that big, but Daniel Murphy signs a minor league deal with the Los Angeles Angels. We thought that was kind of the end of Daniel Murphy once his contract had expired after the 2020 season, pretty much stepped away for two years, then signed uh, a deal with the Long Island Ducks, uh, an independent baseball team of the Atlantic League, was playing really well and said, uh, you know what, he rekindled his love. We talked about this a couple weeks ago with Susie Hunter on the show. And so now the question remains, is is he able to get back to the majors uh, in the next week or so? Because L.A. will be coming to Coors Field on June 23rd through 25th. Not a bigger story than Otani or Mike Trout coming to Denver, but still an interesting one. Nonetheless, and the Rockies have a lot of interesting players right now up and down their minor leagues. Let's jump into their prospects of the week in triple a the man to get it done this week was Carl Kaufman. Now the pitching line looks good. Not great. Six and two thirds innings pitched five earned runs. And you say five earned runs. Uh, I get it, Patrick. It's the PCL, but here's the thing. He entered the seventh inning having only allowed two runs on four hits, got an out single Homer out Homer. Then he hit the shower. So that really affected his line. Was able to go deep in that game, which was really nice. Honorable mention to a lot of relievers who had a good week from Logan Allen, Ty Block, Blair Calvo, and Riley Pint. 
props to him. Tip of the cap as an honorable mention as he posted four scoreless innings. Cole Tucker did it on the offensive side. He's been really good since coming back from the IL. Three doubles, five RBI, and got to mention Hunter Stovall. Another week of batting 300. I don't think we got a chance to talk about this on the post-game show on Sunday, but Jorge Alfaro did sign a minor league deal with the Rockies. Kind of important right now with Brian Servin being up with Colorado right now and Bud Black carrying three catchers with Elias Diaz. Uh, going through some things right now, a little bit banged up. He needs some time off, and the Isotopes need a catcher. So they signed Jorge Alfaro, uh, who did homer in one of his two games. He's a 29-year-old backstop who was part of two really uh, blockbuster deals for the Phillies. He came over for Cole Hamels, and then he went back out for JT Realmuto. In A. You like to see Drew Romo starting to heat up a little bit at the plate. He's going to be a guy similar to Elias Diaz where you say your job is to catch, is to call the game, work with your pitchers, work with the staff, and whatever you get offensively is a bonus. Well, there was a bonus this week for Romo. He had two doubles, hit a homer, three RBI, batted 400, six for 15. You like that. Uh, honorable mention for a pitcher. There weren't too many guys who, uh, who had a good week with Hartford. Uh, you got to look beyond the numbers a little bit. Uh, and I would say that would be the case with, uh, for Gabriel Hughes. We'll be talking with Aaron about him in just a moment. Did make his double-A debut, five innings pitched, gave up three runs. In high A, you've heard this name now two weeks in a row, Yankeel Fernandez. Is he ready to go up to Hartford? Uh, perhaps. I don't know what else he's got to prove. He was 11 for 28 this week with three doubles, a triple, a home run, 13 RBI, also a stolen base. Again, seems very much ready for that next level to uh, to rejoin Warming Bernabel. All those guys together uh, are, are, are very exciting for the Rockies' future right now. Benny Montgomery had a homer, six RBI. Jordan Beck, two homers, five RBI. Another guy who might be ready for that next level. One of the better numbers, again, that, that I talked about last week is strikeout-to-walk ratio. That's important for pitchers to have it really low. A lot more strikeouts than walks. Same thing is true for the hitters. Jordan Beck last week, he walked seven times, only struck out four. On the pitching side, Blake Adams did it again. Seven innings pitch, a rarity in minor league baseball, especially this early in the season. Six hits, only gave up one run, did not walk anyone. He struck out six as well. Props to Anderson Beto, who uh, had an okay week. Uh, didn't walk anybody, but did strike out eight. And then we got to talk about a guy who... Kind of slipped through the cracks a little bit. I think for both the Phillies and for the Rockies, in a sense, I'm sure our guy Aaron here uh, knows a lot about him already. But Jamari Baylor, now he was acquired in May from the Phillies uh, for cash considerations in a trade. He was a third-round pick by the Phillies back in 2019 out of a Richmond, Virginia high school. He's about to turn 23. You know, he's in low A, but this was his first week with the Fresno Grizzlies, uh, and he he did very well. Uh, eight for 14. Three homers, 12 RBI, three stolen bases, six walks to five strikeouts. So Jamari Baylor is a name you might want to keep your eye out on. Uh, Ryan Ritter, Skylar Messenger, both homered. Ritters was a walk-off winner in the 11th inning of a 14-13 to game against the Padres' low-A affiliate Lake Elsinore. And on the pitching side, Michael Prosecchi, nice job. Six innings pitch, did not give up a run. Two hits, two walks, and nine strikeouts again. Strikeout to walk ratio, really huge for both hitters and pitchers. And Connor Stain and Caleb Franzen also did a really nice job uh, in their starts 
this week. And we're doing a really nice job. It, it's jumping. I'm, I'm at home right now because uh, if you're watching on the DNVR Sports Channel, you, you can see that. I've got my sheet of 1987 Tops cards framed behind me. Uh, I am trying to give as much space as possible to the folks at the DNVR bar on the corner of Colfax, New York, because it is already jumping here at 1 o'clock Mountain Daylight Time. That's all about the NBA Finals. Game five, if you can't get a ticket to the game, come down to Baby Ball, $10 to get in. Uh, that also covers the cost of one Breckenridge Brew beer. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. And if you're a diehard, that's the biggest key. You're getting in for free. You're also getting 15% off your food and drink at the bar, 20% off all the merchandise at dnvrlocker.com, 20% off all the takeovers like the one we had on Saturday against the Padres at Coors Field. That was absolutely amazing. So make sure you get yourself signed up over at the dnvr.com. And make sure you check out Saturday Neon. Now, this is a company uh, started by two friends uh, at CU Boulder, right? They were college roommates, and they make officially a licensed collegiate logo LED signs. They go from small, still a pretty good size, they might call it small, uh, to gigantic, like three foot by three foot. It's, it's amazing. They've got University of Colorado, as well as CSU Rams, Arizona, Alabama, Wisconsin, Auburn, many other officially licensed for 19 different Division One schools. Uh, look, they make great eyepieces great great uh stationary pieces they, they make a statement they're statement pieces uh for your office for your man cave dorm rooms basement bar area you name it head over to saturdayneon.com and when you do use code dnvr for 10 percent off your order today and you're going to get yourself some free shipping for any orders over $200, make sure you head to breckbrew.com. Go to the Breckbrew locator. Find out where you can get an Avalanche Ale, whether you are in the Denver area, whether you're in Colorado, whether, whether you're in the Rocky Mountain region, or if, God forbid, you're someone who's crazy enough to be watching our show from the state of Michigan, for a random example. But yes, folks in Michigan, you can get Breckbrew somewhere nearby. Get an Avalanche Ale when you do so, and go to the Breck Brew locator at breckbrew.com because it's a Colorado company with Colorado ingredients made with 100% renewable energy. Well, speaking of crazy folks from the state of Michigan, um, the craziest Michigander I know, maybe the only Michigander I know, uh, is Aaron McBride of Blake's Michigan. <laughs> Aaron, long time coming. Love to have you here on the show. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. It's good to be here. Like this has been uh, some time coming, so I'm just stoked. It's, it's going to be good. That's great. Yeah, I've been on your podcast a bunch of times. I think this is uh, your first time uh, with us, and uh, so many things to talk about. But let's kind of let's go maybe start chronologically. Most recent, you know, yesterday was a big day for Coco Montez. I know uh, uh, you love to see that, but you guys also, I don't know what the secrets are. Maybe you can share it uh, because you've been breaking a lot of news lately. <laughs> Y'all were the first ones to say, hey, Rockies Nation, nudge, nudge, elbow, elbow. Coco Montez, yeah. uh, a guy who's not even on the 40-man roster, is going to get added and uh, should be making his major league debut on Sunday. Big day for you guys uh, getting that scoop. Yeah, it was it was pretty exciting for us. Nobody's up in Michigan, right? Uh, it, was, it was pretty cool being able to break news for a team that I've loved since the beginning. Uh, I will not share my secrets. That is hush hush, but it is pretty cool, especially being Coco. I mean, he's a he's a family of the pod for you all. Um, he's a friend of a pod for us. Like he's been one one of our very first banter sessions that we did, and we've been on that Coco train since the beginning. And so him finally getting that nod, and I think you and I might have talked about it um, a little bit off off the record about 
when was the last time a non top 30 prospect, non 40 man guy beyond Sean Bouchard actually got that call and Coco was that next name. And he did a full season plus in Albuquerque just raking. Um, I, again, I'm on, I'm on record quite a bit of time saying he's the best second base defender in the system right now. So just one of the guys that was nice enough to spend their time talking to us, doing their thing and grinding and then finally getting that nod is pretty cool. And then being able to break the news for that is even cooler. So it was a big, big day in BSB world yesterday. It was fun. It was lots and lots of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Coco came through for you guys with the, with the multi-hit game. I don't know if you, you saw this stat of Coco is like the sixth player ever, uh, at least since 1920, when the RBI became an official stat to have a multi-hit day, multi RBI and a home run that was either the game tying or yeah. a go ahead home run the last since Cabrian Hayes. So that was fantastic. So again, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, Blake Street Banter, you know, you guys cover the, the minor league system for the Rockies and you do it, you know, incredibly well each and every day. There's video clips up. Uh, you know, you got, you got the podcast that, that comes out every week, sometimes more. Uh, you're looking at the draft. You're looking at the players that were, were just selected um, uh, in, in yeah. previous drafts. And you're actually talking to players as well. Where did this uh, idea come from? What was the, uh, the brainchild uh, from, of, <laughs> of Aaron McBride? H- how did you guys get started? What was the, uh, the impetus? What was the genesis of Blake Street Banter? I mean, it's... You've heard the story plenty of times, but COVID uh, gave us a lot of time on our hands. <laughs> so me and the original two, Kirk, uh, who's no longer doing stuff with us, still a friend though, and James, who hops on and off every once in a while, were the three that spearheaded a Rockies podcast because we were bored and just wanted something to talk about. And then, obviously, that's really hard to do, <laughs> so we needed to find our niche. And our boy Dugan Darnell, um, he's really the one that kind of helped us find our groove at this minor league um, niche that we got. I mean, there wasn't really a market. Like, nobody was really giving minor league Rockies news in 2020. It just was there. It was kind of a thing. Um, So Dugan Darnell, he signed a free agent contract um, with the Rockies. We reached out to the DMs like, yo, we have a podcast for nobody. Do you want to come and talk to us? He said, sure. And then we're like, all right, so this works. And so we've just been kind of building up, just going to bat, so to speak, for our dudes or the guys that talk to us and then really just honing in on this minor league stuff. And dudes like Tyler, who writes for us, is on the podcast pretty much every week with me. Um, got some talent there. Nick, who, if you want to talk college baseball and you want to get into it, Nick is that de- guy. Um, we got Lewis and Noah on the writing staff now. Just a lot of talented people out there that just want to do fun things and cool things. And that's kind of our MO. Let's, like, let's just go do cool things. Um, what, whatever it is, make it fun. And if it's too much, take a step back. And so our MO is having fun with these minor league guys telling their stories. And it's been fun to share that stuff. And yeah. And I, and I love that as you guys are, are, are building the, this, this brand that you're giving opportunities to other people as well to say, Hey, all right, if, if this is an area you can maybe want to cover, sure. We can, we can allow you to get on the pod, see how you do. And you know, you have, you have open tryouts in a sense. I mean, <laughs> right. uh, that's nice because you're right there. I think the Rockies, you know, minor league affiliates, you know, we, we cover it of course, and as you guys do, but still there's, there's room for probably even more of that. And on the, on the national stage, you know, I, I, I think, you know, sometimes there are, there are periods where, Maybe uh, the Rockies prospects or the the farm system in general, you know, might get overlooked somewhat slightly. 
but even more so from some of the things that I've heard from a lot of uh, scouts and a lot of people on the inside is that the Rockies themselves, they don't pump their prospects up quite as much. They might value them very highly, um, but a lot of other teams will say, hey, let me let, let me give you all the information that we have on this player and, and you use it accordingly. And of course, we give you mostly the good stuff, uh, but they don't pump their guys up. In fact, I think right. even uh, what in the Arizona Complex League, the Rockies and maybe the Angels are the only teams that don't put names on the backs of their players jersey, almost like to keep them hidden, uh, not even to advertise <laughs> them to the yeah, to advertise, we don't want to advertise them to the 25 people that are even in the ballpark watching this game on a backfield. Yeah. Um, so it, I, I think it's an important place for you guys, you know, to have. And I know recently you went um, uh, on a little scouting mission to <laughs> to beautiful, sunny Akron, Ohio, to to watch some of the Hartford Yard goes. What was that experience like for you, Aaron? It was definitely a fan experience. I went there with the idea, like, all right, I can drive there. Let's go. And just go be a fan. I was not scouting, wasn't doing any of that. No, no content. But it was, it was the kind of like, okay, this is real. <laughs> got to see five or six guys that came on the pod. Got to meet, actually meet them in person. Got, got some of them got a t-shirt. Um, it was just fun to see, you know, making this connection from Michigan via Zoom where I'm not able to see any of these Rockies affiliates in person. So like being able to actually have that happen was pretty dope. And like meeting, doing Darnell, um, got to talk to Shelby Lackey and Blake Goldsberry a little bit and Braxton Fulfer, like that story. I'm sure you'll ask about, so I'll let you set that up. But um, it was, it was fun. It was really cool. And can't say enough about the Akron rubber duck stadium and their staff. Everybody was super, super cool, super chill definitely a good time and i would i would go back even if the rockies affiliate wasn't there akron the city um once the construction is done i'm sure it's a beautiful city i think i got lost five or six times because the exits and the construction going around but if you're in the midwest you know what that's like in the beginning of summertime that's it there's there's two seasons there's winter and then construction season pretty much it was terrible (laughs) yeah yeah, Hartford's probably a good place to, to start because when you were there uh, last weekend, you were witness for two promotions, one that was on the record and one that was, again, another thing uh, <laughs> that you uh, that you broke. You, you actually got to see Braxton Fulford uh, and got uh, the full Fulford experience right. uh, and then also saw uh, Gabriel Hughes and, and maybe his mom dropping him off at work. <laughs> that one yeah let's start with the gabe one that was that was crazy so we're waiting there bobblehead night is 90s night in akron right and so the sister from fresh prince of bel-air i can't remember her name but she was there doing the signing thing um and she was there so there's a bobblehead i have one in the box maybe no i won't um but it's there so we're waiting in line to get there and that was the day i was gonna get there early and talk to the fellas um and all of a sudden this black dark black gladiator jeep pulls up and this massive of a human jumps out like white t-shirt shorts just kind of nonchalant like that kind of looks like gabriel hughes but there's i there should be like a little bit more hidden or something no dropped off right in front of the akron gate and and so that's when i tweeted from the bsb account i was like all right 95 percent sure gabriel hughes is here in akron and then he pulled out two duffel bags, the two big baseball bags that you see all the kids and stuff doing like, all right, that's definitely Gabriel Hughes. And so like five minutes later, like hundred percent sure that Gabriel Hughes is here. And I just went for it. Didn't, didn't talk to anybody. Didn't confirm it. That was just the gut reaction. It's like, yeah, that's supposed to happen. And then talked to some of the fellows again, like 
so that's Gabe, right? And they're like, yeah, I probably shouldn't be telling you this and probably shouldn't say it out loud here, but not no names. But they confirmed it. And I guess he was supposed to arrive the night before. He's supposed to be there Friday. Like Sterling Montfort was at Akron too. I didn't get a chance to see him or talk to him. Um, but that was just wild, like full circle. All right, there he, cool. he is and <laughs> I'm here. So let's just kind of go with it. That's very cool. Yeah. And then with, with Fulford, I mean, he had just gotten called up yeah. from Spokane and uh, you like what you saw and, and then some, right? Yeah. That home run was sick. So it was Friday night, just chit-chatting. The first time I met Nick, Nick's from the Akron area. I've got to finally meet somebody that's contributing. We're just sitting out on the third base line on the corridor and Braxton's up second, third inning, just crushes one straight away center. Like, holy crap, that's that's awesome. <laughs> that's that's our guy. We literally just released the banter session a week ago, and he's here. I'm seeing it. First double A home run. Let's let's go. Um, and so I talked to Doug. I remember Doug was the uh the usher. Like, hey, how who do I talk to to get back there? I, I need that ball. Um, he's like, I don't know, but I can send you to customer service. And then that's where I found Roy, the assistant uh VP. Uh, he's like, I can go out there, but it's fireworks night and letting you know about fireworks night. They don't let anybody out there. <laughs> and I was like, crap. Okay. So fun. So got Roy's number checked, checked in with him a little bit later and nothing came of it. So it was, it was the end of the game. We saw the fireworks, fantastic fireworks display to green day, like five or six green day songs. And it was all on, on point with the blast and the music. So it was cool. And it's like, oh, we're here. We're walking distance from the hotel. So me and the, my friend that I went down there with, I was like, all right, let's just wait and go see what we can do. Waited long enough for the fireworks area to be cleared. Got the okay to go look, but there's no ball. It's very clear where the ball goes. Like you can see the home run straightaway center out in the bushes. It gets stuck against the fence in the building. Not there. So we talked to another guy who's cleaning up the fireworks. Uh, Rod, Ron, Ron or Rod. I'm like, yo, balls do you know anything about him he's like yeah i always pick him up i always take him back to my kids and they play with it um i probably have it over here and so he walked us to the his car it was right there he had four or five baseballs in the trunk three definitely were there for a long time one wasn't had to have been braxton's ball so got the ball got to get to braxton saturday and his mom said he was gonna he said his mom was going to be pretty stoked. So I guess she holds on to the memorabilia for all that. So Braxton has his first double A home run, or at least his mom does soon. That's awesome. Just, That's what, what serious commitment right there. Yeah. I mean, now, now you got, you got a personal fireworks guy uh, on retainer here in case for the big right. banner parade. It's gonna <laughs> right. be, you never know what's going to happen. Are you guys planning on adding pyrotechnics to the, the live streams here now? Or what's, what's the we story? Don't have, we don't have time for that. We barely <laughs> have time for live stream. We know, barely know what we're doing. We did our first one today. went pretty well. Uh, so let's just roll with that for now. No fireworks just yet. There you go. Very cool. So, you know, uh, we talked a lot on, on Sunday's postgame show about the, you know, the young guys, it's kind of plan B with everyone getting hurt. They're getting a lot more playing time. And I know that's, uh, that's really great to see. And we'll be talking about that like all season long. Um, but the minor leagues is, is kind of our focus for today. You know, Coco Montes was a guy, as you mentioned, top 30 uh, prospect, nowhere to be seen. And yet he put up at every single stop uh, along the way, you know, he led, the uh, Eastern League in RBI in 2021, and where did he start 2022? Back at the Eastern League. You know what's what's going on with that? So 
sometimes guys can even get overlooked in their their own organization. Um, for you, are there any guys? And and maybe maybe there's not so many in AAA, but you know, who are some of the other prospects uh, that that you guys feel, or at least you feel directly, that you know maybe get overlooked? And you know what, this guy might not be an all star. He might not be a first round pick, but could come up and and contribute and, and do something and say, hey, there's something here. Might not be again, not an all star. But could really be something, and 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 I would I would bet good money that uh, they're going to be part of the twenty three thousand big leaguers uh, who've ever you know made it to the show. Yeah, that's that's a fun question, and that's definitely what we try to do too. Like like you kind of said earlier, uh, everybody knows the top thirty, but who's beyond that? I mean, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about our boy Dugan Darnell. These insane his stories, absolutely incredible. But dude, man, can do it. Uh, he's what. 25 innings this season, uh, 1.2 whip. You got the 1.8 ERA, 37 strikeouts in those 25 innings. He gets the guy jobs done. He's 12-6. A lot of big curveball, big fastballs. Got throws in the cutter every once in a while. But he knows how to get guys out. If you go look at his uh, not so hot 2022 in Hartford, he got some growing pains and figured it out. All right, I got to be a pitcher instead of just a thrower. And he talked about that with us um, a little bit in the off season. Just, all right, I went down to Australia, worked on some things, and here I am. And I would imagine he's knocking on the door for that AAA call-up here soon. I have a theory about the AAA, the, all the call-ups in the minor league system. Um, but I think Dugan's going to be at the top of that. Um, another guy who often is overlooked, but he shouldn't be, is Hunter Stovall. Yeah. He is that Coco Montez mold. The Rockies seem to like him. They traded him away and then brought him back as a free agent after he was with the Reds, I think, for a little bit, or the Phillies. Phillies, Phillies for a little bit. Uh, but dude, man, just he's a grinder. Like we heard how hard Coco Montez works, and Coco Montez works very, very hard. But Hunter Stovall is he's the Altuve um, body type, to put that in perspective so people know who we're talking about. But he just produces, and he can pick it. He can do whatever you want him to do. Like yesterday, Thursday, Friday night, he had this insane double play at second base. Not a so good uh, throw by Aaron Schunk, but Stovall got it, did that whole Jeter-esque spin, turn, money to first base to get the double play. That was incredible. And he can hit he can do everything you want he's starting to hit for power i think he has two home runs this past week um he filled in very nicely like when tovar was injured in 2022 hunter stovall was putting up better numbers than what tovar was doing in that absence granny's a little bit older and he's a little bit uh, more experienced with all that however he still produced um he's producing and when he gets a chance and this is why i'm bringing it up now when he gets a chance in albuquerque He's producing what he when he can. 829 OPS on the season, those 20 RBIs, three home runs, nine doubles, and limited 146 at bats. You want you want a grinder, you want somebody that's gonna go out there and do it. Dustin Pedroia might be a better comp uh type feel. Hunter Stovall is that guy, and he deserves every recognition. And when he gets that call, nobody's gonna be screaming louder from the rooftops than we are. Yeah. Darnell Darnell and, and Stovall are, are good picks. I mean, Dugan Darnell, you know, for anyone that that you know is interested in, in learning more about or even saying, okay, who's Blair Calvo, right? I mean, older guy, yeah. right? Didn't debut until 27 years old. And you say he's a reliever. Okay, he's a guy who got to the show. 
uh, out of Flagler College. And Duke and Darnell kind of fits that mold too, where you say, hey, look, you can't have enough arms in the bullpen. So uh, he's incredibly valuable. And, and, and you're right. Yeah, his, his time for Albuquerque will be very soon. And Stovall, absolutely. Grinder uh, and great teammate. I mean, yeah. Um, I actually had talked to him in 2019, right when he first got traded over to the Phillies, uh, when he was with uh, Lakewood, now Jersey Shore Blue Claws, um, and, and and got to know him just a little bit. And and even at the beginning of last year, 2022, Brenton Doyle said, oh, man, a huge guy that that helped my growth, you know, at um, – you know, at, at some of the lower levels of the minors and a guy who doesn't get it as enough credit is, is Hunter Stovall. So mm-hmm. uh, he is one of those guys where he will, he'll, he'll get an opportunity. He'll, he'll have that cup of coffee, if not longer. Um, but I, I think he will. And, and if it doesn't come this year, if it doesn't come with the Rockies, you know, somebody will, you know, identify yeah. that and say, Hey, this guy deserves uh, a chance. He, he deserves an opportunity. He does a great job with a lot of academies and, uh, and, and loves to coach. So uh, yeah. I, I think those are, are, are two solid picks. You know, we, we talked a lot about uh, the yard goats, uh, guys that are a little bit closer to the majors. Uh, Drew Roma was our double A prospect of the week. You know, looked really good at the plate this past week. Uh, have you had any concerns or maybe are you just reevaluating the projections for Drew Roma with with what he's gone through last year? A little bit more so because of uh, of an injury to the hand um, this year. You know, he's, he's been relatively healthy. But between Romo and Zach Veen, are you concerned or are you just maybe – uh, adjusting your, your mental projections on there or, or no, not at all. They're, they're just going through those typical growing pains that players uh, have to go through uh, in the upper levels of the minors. So I'm going to preface with this, with this it's these guys are 20 years old and they've never had to experience failure before. They've never had to figure out how to work through that failure. And I think that's huge with what we're seeing with Zach Veen and uh, Drew Romo. Uh, Drew Romo in particular, not doing not so hot 2022 season, then getting injured and then not finishing very strong up in the Northwest league. Um, but you still have that number three, number two top prospect in the system. Uh, and then you go to the Eastern league, which I believe is probably one of the most difficult leagues to just do cool things in. And he's kind of getting that taste right now. I, I would say I was, I would be a little bit worried. Um, there is definitely a connection from what I'm seeing, um, very amateur analysis, from the connection between the not hitting very well to the defensive part. They are connected because his defense, I would say, hasn't been as rock solid as as advertised. Uh, but I believe that is part of that, that growing pain, how to separate the two. Uh, like Braxton Fulford, when he talked to us, he mentioned that he was terrible at hitting in 2018 when he's in the CWS. Or, yeah. And he's an 18-year-old, couldn't hit worth a lick, but he was that defensive catcher that had to keep it together. And he, that's when he got to figure it out. He got to figure it out as an 18-year-old on the biggest stage that you could possibly have as an 18-year-old. Drew almost never had that. And I think he's having that moment right now, trying to figure that out. And you kind of see it. That home run he hit yesterday, that was a that was a hitter's home run. That was I knew it was coming. I knew it was there. And I'm going to crush it down this right field line and just sneak it in the foul pool. That was that was a good hitter's home run. I think you see that from last week. Um, Zach Veen, not as much worried about it. He's still got the bat-to-ball skills. He can do other things really, really well, uh, like the being on base, causing chaos. He has professional at-bats every time he's up. Um, not seeing that so much from Drew. Not saying he doesn't have it in him. Just I think Zach Veen's a little bit farther ahead in that element that, at this moment in time. Yeah, and although they're the same age, 
Drew Romo is a lot younger in the sense that he, he's a yeah. catcher, man. Catchers do not, you know, make debuts before like the age of 24. Again, there are, there's a, those exceptions and we'll wait and see if, if Padres catcher Ethan Salas can, <laughs> can break Pudge Rodriguez's record of, of debuting at age 19 or younger. But yeah, that, that's a, that's another key element. Like catching is, it's just a, a completely different position. It's, it's almost another sport entirely uh, in and of itself where, where you're learning that and, and learning your pitchers. So um, yeah. It's going to take him longer. The fact that he's even there at the same level of Dean, I think, says a lot about uh, you know his growth in general uh, in the game. Have you guys started uh, looking into the 2023 MLB draft yet? Rockies, of course, have the ninth overall selection. That's the honorary Rockies pick, right? It was. Uh, it's been eighth, eighth, or rather ninth with Veen. Uh, eighth with Montgomery in 2021, and then you had 10th uh, last year with Gabriel Hughes. So they're always between eight and 10. Uh, that's, uh, I guess, a typical middling kind of club. Uh, I've, I, do you have any favorites? It's, it's hard to know who's going to fall to them, but are there any guys that uh, you've been looking at or discussing to think and say, hey, you know what? Wouldn't mind this guy uh, in purple. Yeah, so this is definitely Tyler uh... – Forte, Tyler's Forte, Rocks Don't Rake on Twitter. Um, I'm just going to kind of say his words for him, I guess, here. Uh, he's got a few guys. Uh, co- top college arms. There's a few that he really likes. It's the Rhett Louder, the Dollander, um, and Waldrip. Those are definitely the top three. And I think we're going to see a Rhett Louder in our, our being able to get at that number nine spot or Chase Dollander. I would, I personally would love Waldrip. I think... Um, Tyler's big on Rhett Louder, just both insane college arms, very, I think, ready for that next level, kind of Gabriel Hughes-esque type piece. Um, and then as far as the hitters go, we'll be dropping a pot blog on that in a little bit, I think later this week, so spoiler alert. Uh, but he's got Zach Wilson, Kyle Teal, um, Jacob Gonzalez, and Enrique Bradfield as possible. Um, he's big on this, the kid from Stanford, um, can't remember his name right now, but the second baseman from Stanford's got a big, big stocky can hit for power, crazy bat speed. I think he's kind of Tyler's kind of leaning. The Rockies might look at that, that kind of bit. Yeah. Are, are you, are you thinking that they, they like to say they go the best available player. Um, but, but do you think they should maybe be targeting more pitching since that seems to be, you know, they're a little bit behind, you know, the, the hitters right now and in, in general, as far as, um, you know, the future, the next couple of years, do they, do they need to get one of those three guys? Like you said, Hurston Waldripper to the university of Florida, Rhett Louder, uh, from Wake Forest or, or Chase Dollander, who maybe has, he's the best of the class, but he's got his flaws too. He could fall down to them at nine at university of Tennessee. Do you think they, they need to get one of those three guys if they're available or again, just the quote unquote best player available? I mean, it'd be weird if they didn't grab one of those pitchers. I mean, if you look at that Spokane Indians lineup, you're five, six deep <laughs> hitting wise. You don't need another college bat. Granted, it would be fantastic to have another Jordan Beck or Sterling Thompson on the roster, right? But Hunter Goodman to that list. But you go through the Rockets. I think we talked on, you came in our pod with uh, K-Dub and we're all super stoked about the starting pitching depth that the Rockies had going into the season. And then that has not come to fruition so much. There's some injuries involved like Joe rock and case Williams, but there's also some performances, not quite meeting the standard that we kind of expected. Uh, So with the success that we're seeing from Gabriel Hughes, why not take one of these arms that are polished and ready to go 
to add to that depth. I think it'd be insane if they didn't take a pitcher. I think Tyler would concur with that, uh, that piece. This just, the Rockies have holes in a starting pitching. It's not a corner outfield or a middle infielder. Yeah. We've got a piece coming up uh, this week on the DNVR.com about the, our next kind of mock draft of, of a couple of players yeah. that they could be looking at. And yeah, their top five of the draft is pretty much set. Uh, yeah. And then after that, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of high school hitters that I, I, I don't know that they want to go that route, maybe more so that way than the high school pitchers. I think they, they, they may have sworn off high school pitchers outside of the first round or two. I know Jackson Cox uh, was a high upside guy, but uh, they had already kind of squared away three of the college players. Um, so that will be, that will be interesting right. to see in general where they go. That's coming up during the uh, all-star festivities. Uh, I want to say July 10th, Sunday, July 10th mm-hmm. in Seattle. I'll actually be there for that. So that will nice. be, uh, that'll be exciting to, to see what they're able to do and continue to add to that depth. That's very far down. Uh, and, and to your point, there's been some injuries and some, some lack of performances. So you just can't have enough pitching uh, in the majors and certainly not enough in the minors. Aaron, go ahead and plug away. Uh, <laughs> loved having you on. We'll, we'll definitely do it again. We'll talk some more when you, when you get to Colorado here, uh, we'll not only have you on the pod, we'll have you in studio. We'll also get you a nice Adirondack chair to sit in front of the stadium to see who's going to pop out of what Uber <laughs> and is going to be making their debut because now you've, you've got a role here, a very it's, valuable role. It's just kind of that aura, right? That's it. Uh, yeah, that'd be sweet. I'll talk to management, um, <laughs> see if we can get out to Denver here in a little bit, but that would be sweet. Um, I mean, just follow us on the Blake Street Banter, uh, our podcasting fight on any platform, Blake Street Banter. Uh, we're starting to do some live shows. This is going to be the summer of Blake Street in Patrick's words. Um, this is our summer. We're going to try to take some, take this off to the next level um just find us we have some banter sessions coming up we're going to talk to um noah davis jerry candy got um ben uh terrible plug the triple a pitcher by walter Hmm. uh coming up on yeah coming up on thursday it's thursday so we have some banter sessions coming up we have um a lot of that's our fun stuff a lot of draft coverage is going to be popping up on the bsb no offense to you, Patrick. You do a great job, but I don't know if anybody really does it better than Tyler does for us. So he's he's going to ramp this up, and we'll start doing some some BSB draft um, stuff coming up here soon. So just find us on all the all the socials there. And there's links too to the Substack, so you can also again yes. there's also written content too as well for Blake Street Banner. So uh, you guys are crushing it uh, out there and in here and and everywhere around the United States. Uh, we're all of the fine, the banters, banterers. Do you have a, do we have a proper name? If you're, if you work for Blake street banner, what are you? I, I was trying to come up with that earlier and I, nothing came, came out, but I think banterers might be, might be the way to go with that. Could be. Well, just so you know, I have officially jumped onto the bant wagon because I'm, I love it. <laughs> so uh, Aaron, thanks again for joining us. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Thanks for Patrick. Oh man, he's uh, he was great. So many, so many great young guys to talk about who are developing their game, getting better and better. It sounds a lot like uh, the American Raptors professional rugby right here in our backyard in Glendale, Colorado, at Infinity Park. Seriously, these are guys who are learning the sport. They are they're big time professional athletes. We're talking about baseball players, basketball, track and field, football. They're learning the sport 
They're not traditional rugby players, but they are athletes and they are learning the game. You can actually learn along with them uh, when you head over to AmericanRaptors.com. You can get tickets for their games. Children under 12 are free. Otherwise, tickets are just $10. It's a really good time to get outdoors, get that vitamin D. You can actually watch a lot of their games online as well on ESPN+. So head over to AmericanRaptors.com and check out our DNVR rugby podcast with Colton Strickler. He's got the 101s where he's going to break down little things from the sport as well as having some really great interviews. That's American Raptors and AmericanRaptors.com. I don't have my my shades on me right now because that would really set off, uh, I think, this, this look that I've got going on today. Uh, I got a new pair coming to me because I bought one and now I'm going to get one free. That's the promo right now from Shady Rays. It's really cool. Use promo code DNVR to get one free. You can also head down to the Park Meadows Mall and you'll get 50% off when you buy two or more pairs of Polaroid sunglasses. It's an independent sunglass company that are keeping the prices really low. And they're also guaranteeing that if you happen to lose or break your shades, they're going to replace them for you. It's fantastic. And if you don't like how you look, if you're just getting something online and you're leery of that, don't worry because when you get it in, if you don't like it, you can just return it within 30 days. You get your full money back. But we know you're going to love it because their styles are universal, all the different styles, whether it's more athletic or more leisurely or it's a professional look. Shady Rays has got it. Head over to ShadyRays.com. Make sure you use promo code DNVR to buy one, get one for free. We've got the 2007 World Series rematch. What's going on with the Boston Red Sox right now? Well, uh, Trevor Story is not going on right now. You may have remember he had the internal bracing procedure done on his right elbow, right? There was a lot of conversation in 2021 about, man, his, his zip from shortstop. It's just just not quite firing. Yeah, had some issues in there. He may be back before the end of this season. He, uh, he could go the Bryce Harper route uh, and be a DH-only player for Boston, which they're hanging in there right now during the AL East and, and what – was a somewhat of a transition year, not a transition year of we're going from good to bad or uh, rebuilding in general, just a lot of turnover on that roster. Uh, and it'll be interesting if, if Story can actually get himself back into playing shape. I'm really looking forward to tonight's uh, broadcast on AT&T Sportsnet. Is Trevor Story going to be in the building? Will he be talking uh, with members of the media? That'll be interesting to see. Raphael Devers is that guy right now. During the offseason, he signed a 10-year, 313 0.5 million dollar deal to keep him in Boston for the next decade. He's only 26 years old. Seems like he's been around for a while too, but really after losing out Xander Bogarts, you know, him going to San Diego, a couple other kind of misreads by the front office. They had to do something to get some positive publicity, so they lock up Rafael Devers. Um, you know, keep in mind that Devers Again, he was on the precipice of becoming a free agent, signs a 10-year deal that only Ezekiel Tovar, 21 years old, and uh, Nolan Jones and Brenton Doyle are younger than Raphael Devers uh, from Colorado's starting lineup. So uh, he's he's the guy right now in the middle of that lineup. Old friend Justin Turner, you thought that he was gone uh, out of the division, right? Sure, he's no longer a Dodger, but he's in Boston. Uh, he's having a solid year, maybe not all-star, but he is 38 years old, doing well. Adam Duvall also fresh off the injured list for Boston. Uh, this is going to be the only the eighth time ever Rockies and Red Sox lock horns during the regular season. First time in Boston since 2019. You may remember uh, one of those games, Chris Sale striking out 17 hitters. Unbelievable. 
Rockies have never been swept in Boston. Uh, they did lose, uh, rather, they've never been swept by Boston. They did lose two games in 2013 uh, and split two in, at Coors Field that year. Um, otherwise, you know what? They, they should be able to come away with uh, at least a win during this three-game set. Crunch the numbers. When the Rockies have given up three runs or less at Fenway, they're 5-1. and one. When they've given up five or more runs, they're 0-7. So got to keep the, the run total down for the Red Sox. Not, not you know, breaking news. We know that, but particularly at Fenway, at Fenway uh, they've got to be able to do that. On the offensive side, when they score five or more runs, they're 4-2. and two. When they score four or less, they're 1-6. and six. So basically, if they're going to win a ballgame, it's probably going to be like a 5-3 score. It's going to be a 5-3 win uh, in general. Also in 2019, the Rockies struck out 24 times during that Chris Sale game. Uh, that was an 11-inning contest. That's the most they've ever struck out, uh, tied for the most, uh, in one game. So hopefully they'll be able to see the ball a little bit better uh, out of Red Sox pitchers' hands. That game was only three hours and 42 minutes. Wild to think you could play 11 innings in 342. It certainly felt a lot longer than that. Michael Kadire is the only Rockies player with a multi-homer game at Fenway as a member of the Rockies. He hit two back in 2013. Uh, makes sense. Maybe kind of mind-blowing. I don't know, but only 37 players have ever recorded a hit at Fenway as a member of the Rockies. I would have guessed the number was maybe a little bit more than that for how many times that they've played against each other. Not a ton, but still enough to, for there to be more than 37 guys. Helton has the most with six, Cargo and Arenado. With five, the list of players with four hits at Fenway, kind of fun. Charlie Blackman, DJ LeMahieu, Mark Reynolds, and then your Vittori Alba. How about that? Dante Bichette, Andre Scalaraga, Vinny Castilla, three members of the Blake Street Bombers, Els Burks even, never got a hit as a Rocky. That, of course, is because Rockies did not go to Boston until 2002, until interleague play really became more truly about playing all the teams in the American League. Now they will go to Boston every other year. So if you're not there in Boston now in 2023, mark your calendars. 2025 will be that next one. Pitching matchups, we've got James Paxton against Connor Siebold today. Cutter Crawford against Chase Anderson on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, to be announced, might be Garrett Whitlock. We'll see if uh, he's going to end up going to the bullpen against Austin Gomber. Connor Siebold, though, was a player who was designated for assignment by Boston during the off season and had they allowed him to slip through waivers, the American league gets dibs first. When a player gets designated for assignment or gets waived in this way, their league gets a choice first. And I, I very much think that Boston was worried. The Yankees would pluck one of their own guys out from, from beneath them. So the better solution was to actually just trade him away. Rockies receiving Connor Siebold in that deal. And so an article just went up live about the return to Fenway Park by both Connor Siebold and Daniel Bard. Daniel Bard coming back to Boston and Fenway Park for the first time in a decade, a first time since it basically fell apart for him. And uh, he talks about that that excitement, uh, maybe a little bit of those, those nervous emotions and, and feeling. Is he going to get a video package? He talks about that. Has he ever signed inside the Green Monster? Visiting players do it all the time. Did he ever do it? Did Connor Siebold ever do it? All of that you can check out over at thednvr.com. You can check out all of our content on Twitter at dnvr underscore Rockies at Patrick D. Lyons is where I can be found. And this has been quite momentous, especially anytime we get somebody for the first time joining us on the show like Aaron McBride 
of Blake Street Banter. But unfortunately, you know what they say about momentum. It's only as good as your next show. So we will talk to you tomorrow at 1 p.m. right here on the DNVR Sports Channel live on YouTube.